Metricast. What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. You want to see something really scary? You bet. Music. Horror. Art. Politics. And overall badassery. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. For real. On Society 13 Networks. Folks, friends, and fiends, I've been promising for a while, and uh, I gotta tell you, it's not often, Jess, um, that you walk along the Cape Cod coast and come across not one, but two members of the cast of The Walking Dead. <laughs> and that's what happened to me. What'd you do on your summer vacation? Well, I hobbled on the beach, and there they were. Um, I wanna <laughs> introduce to the show um, Paula Lazaro and Brad Fleischer of Walking Dead fame. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio, of course, uh, and th- there's a lot to talk about with you guys because it's not just Walking Dead, but I will say Walking Dead brings people together. <laughs> um, I was sitting there with my family, your, Brad, your family was there, Denise was there yeah. with me, that, that's my wife, and um, there's, there's this mysterious woman sitting there with you, and I, our buddy, who was also on the show, leans into me, uh, Frank, and he just goes, you know who that is, right? like um no I, i'm not sure who that is. and he's like look close i'm like i don't know and and paolo you had your glasses on these big thick yeah. you had these bug eye glasses and they were cool and your hair was more of an orange tint so there's no way i was going to know who you yeah. are and you're kind of dressed in black goth on the beach which yeah there's no way i was going to tell then when you took your sunglasses off i was like aha okay now i know and then you know brad i'm i knew your brother before you who was on the show yeah. Did not tell me about you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, that, you know, that's going back like eight. I've known him for about 15 years. Well, as long as we've known Corey. Uh, we're doing yeah. this thing. Yes, folks, there's some family connection here. But anyway, so what that's were you right. guys doing at the on the beach of Cape Cod that day? <laughs> well, what's funny is we had just come randomly. Two of my closest friends live and grew up in Cape Cod since the 80s. And um, it, it happened. Our family always tries to meet up because... Andrew and Corey were out in LA and we are, you know, all over the place. We were in New York or LA at the time. I don't even remember where. And they, so they planned my, my folks planned to go out to Cape Cod six months previous. So we all flew up to see our friends and then stayed around as all the families came into that place we were at. Um, right. I, I never, even though I grew up in Massachusetts, I'd never really done Cape Cod that much. Right. And I think Paula, you've been there like four or five times now. Really? Yeah. It's yeah. 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 I, had I been there? I think I had been there before we met, uh, like, once. Uh, but it is really beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know you were versed you know, in it. <laughs> was, uh, well, no, I'm not. I'm not. There's not a lot of Puerto Ricans there. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot of Puerto Ricans. But, uh, but it is very beautiful. Um, 
and and I had a great time with everybody. I always have a great time when I go over there. We it's had like a blast. Party it was, time. It's a good it's time. It's definitely yeah. party time. It's eating whatever you want time. It well, is freedom time. <laughs> that's so true. That sounds like I need a lot of that after having a kid. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, she's she's oh, a new yeah. mom. She's a new mom. So yeah, she's. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> that's what I was doing during the summer is giving birth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh God, how old? So six, uh, four months, five. Uh, he's six only months, seven five. months right now. Actually, he just oh, turned wow. seven months. Yeah, he's a fresh baby. Oh. Yeah, he's been on the show already. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I guys say, too, um, in the first hour that I met you guys, um, I remember it was at the mansion, Cape Cod. You know, there's the mansion that behind where the beach is behind it. And on the lawn there, we had the, there was the bonfires and the games and stuff, lawn games. Oh, yeah, and yeah. The first hour that we met, okay, I don't know if you remember this, uh, Paolo, but you were right there. Um, I got slapped in the face by my sister. Um, <laughs> a giant mosquito landed on my side of my oh, face. Yeah, and you pointed, that. you pointed, you're like, mosquito, mosquito. And my sister just <laughs> wailed, and it like whacked me. I'm like, I'm just meeting this person. She, My sister leveled me. She's about your size, too. And she's but, like, got a little strength there. I'm like, that was a real hit. Where was that coming from? But it brought me back to home. It, it kind of made me feel at home. <laughs> That's you know? exactly what you said. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we did could do that. mosquito, most importantly? Yeah, she certainly did. Um, and, and Brad, Those Cape Cod mosquitoes are awful. I'm telling you, well, they were bad that night, and uh, you were busy throwing toddlers into the back of random pickup trucks, if you recall that. that I do. I know yep. exactly what you're talking and, about. And we also met legally. We legally. met uh, Bad Bunny's <laughs> biggest uh, fan that night as well. You, uh, I believe your mom. mom. You gave my mom that sweatshirt. You have. <laughs> they they put a yeah, Bad Bunny sweatshirt mom, on their mom. Uh, my Bad Bunny sweatshirt because she was cold and she looked so gangster in the beach because she had her sunglasses <laughs> like a hat. And she was like this. I love that. It was great. She's like five like too. So she was like, and with, oh, a, with a drink. She had a drink too. She was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Living her best yeah. life. Exactly. I actually, yeah, yeah. I turned to Brad. I was like, did your mom like Bad Bunny? <laughs> Doesn't really matter. No clue. My God. She looks gangster. So now, absolutely. But we had a good time. Um, now, yeah. Brad, Brad, you play Keith, and you are tortured by Aaron on the show. Uh, Paolo, you play Princess, also known as uh, Juanita Sanchez. Um, right. And you, you, well, I can't. I don't want to give spoilers unless you give them out. I mean, the show's been out for a while. Um, yeah. Little, uh, I was a little emotional in the last episodes, I will say. Oh, yeah. Very happy you were there with us the whole, well, most of the ride <laughs> towards the end there. Yeah. And enjoyed your character. Um, Thank you. Absolutely. So what did you get most out of that? Other than more roles, that happened pretty quick. I got to tell you, you mentioned that last episode. So the last episode, we all saw it at the same time. I think it was at the same time that you guys saw it. Um, it was, uh, but we were at an event, mm -hmm. you know, in front of everybody. So like there's cameras and stuff like that. And <laughs> so we're watching the show and I'm sobbing, <laughs> like sobbing, like, <laughs> and then we had to do uh, talking dead after on stage Oh, oh wow, but to man. watch it all together. What's that? No, I missed that Talking Dead. I know. I used um, to watch that after. Yeah, it was, it was part of the event. It was like a finale event. It was a yeah. whole night of things. There was a party, too. Uh, but we got to watch the, episode, the last episode together. And I oh, hadn't seen man. it before. And many of us hadn't either. So it was very emotional. And, and for me, it was emotional to think about the actors who had been there from the beginning. Right. Yeah. That's what got me emotional. Like, oh, wow. Like, this has been such a huge part of their lives. And 
and that coming to an end or shifting in a way. Yeah. Because, um, you know, a lot of the stories continued. Uh, but what was the question? Sorry, what was the question? No, you pretty much asked. My was... ADHD has been on point lately. My ADHD has that. been on fire. So many levels. She like, just... I'm like, I'm like what, what happened? Like, that, that's why I have Jess just... here. And uh, Jess actually informed me that she's overdrive. just as bad. Jess is just as bad as you. Don't worry about it. But I don't think so. I think I'm by far worse. You Don't worry about that. There's a reason I am covered in tattoos. <laughs> to remind her. <laughs> right. She's kind of like, Yeah, I'm like, okay, distract. Let's do a new one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, except yeah. for the, the lunch, Wait, so dinner, the and dessert. Um, but yeah, yeah, you answered the question, really. I was just curious what happens after that and how emotional were you? Now, also, too, now, Brad, like when – first of all, you're acting – uh, as Keith was superb, both of you are amazing. But like it. Keith, my God, man, there were moments where like when like when the tour, I felt your pain. I'll just say that. Um, yeah. Now, what was? The, I, 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 it's hard to talk about without spoiling things. But you didn't die. You were tortured. It, 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 the the easiest thing to say about The Walking Dead is of all the TV shows, and I don't say this for Powell's sake. It, it literally was the best group I'd ever worked with. Yeah. You walked on, and I didn't realize it till afterwards. It's very hard to do a TV show with actors where you're killing zombies in the middle of nowhere. There's no pretty makeup. It's not the the type of show like you realize in hindsight that just grounds everybody. But for me, it was during COVID, and I had come in from LA. You're sort of quarantined in an apartment for a week because Walking Dead was the first one that was on top of all the COVID stuff. And, you know, you walk on set and you sort of feel separate from everybody. You're not, you're wearing these weird, uh, I don't even know what you'd call them, pal. Like the face shield. Oh, but it was like they're, yeah, they're, they're called Z shields. Like they go from here up so that it doesn't ruin your makeup. It's like the makeup artist already ah. did their work. Okay. So it goes from like here. It's kind of like a cone, like a dog cone. Okay. That's it. It's a dog cone. Ah. Yeah. And it's, it's like, <laughs> and they were, you know, I was with Melissa and Cassidy and Cooper and Ross, and they were as cool as, as you could be. And what the weird thing as an actor is I hadn't done anything in over a year because of COVID. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So to get back on set, not only was it awesome just to get back on set again when you finally sort of could, but you immediately felt like you were a part of this family. And for me, I am, and I find this true, and unfortunately, it's the what makes it more difficult for me as an actor. I'm a huge cinephile and a huge dork when it comes to horror movies. So all of a sudden, I'm going in with Greg Nicotero. And I was like, I followed him since Tom Savini yeah. and K&B Effects, mm -hmm. and I used to read Fangoria. Yeah. And he was just awesome. And it, he was so exciting to be around and so much fun to work on on set. Actually, I, uh, I had nothing but a blast. Brad, I'm, so, yeah. I'm glad you brought up K&B because... Um, I met them. Uh, we're right. We're in the zombie capital of the world here, Pittsburgh. You know, and uh, I, I went to yeah. Slippery Rock University, about forty minutes north. And K and B Effects did a. Uh, they did a little seminar there when I was in school. This, we're talking like ninety one, wow. ninety two. Well, isn't Savini from there? Right. Too? Yeah. Oh, he goes. We he, see him all the time. Yeah, Jess. Yeah, he's at every show we do. Yeah, he's always there. Yeah. yeah you always you could rub shoulders with him and our buddy John Russo anywhere. Um, but yeah, oh, wow. the K and B came. Uh, Greg Nicotero must have been a, like a child when he came in there um i was a whole 21 and uh yeah so i saw the first one of the first seminars they ever gave and it was so wow, and like wow. i'm so glad to see them still going and not and affecting people and bringing in they gave a lot of work to people like you and everybody that they've employed so nicotero was cool uh i guess uh, what was that like you, well and, and i also remember he was giving out 
Creepshow t-shirts. Oh, and nice. Like Creepshow 2, the raft is still to this day one of the, my favorite things ever. Yes. Let alone all of Creepshow 2. And it's funny when you're there and a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, Creepshow. And I'm sitting there like, can I have a t-shirt? <laughs> you know, I'm just in this episode. But I was flipping out because I couldn't believe he was bringing it back because I'm one of these people that's always been an anthology fan as well. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm always surprised. You know, it's easy to say when it's Stephen King stories, but I'm always surprised they aren't done more. Right. And so I just remember being on set and he was doing that too. And I couldn't wait for those to come out. Well, a little known fact, and I should bring this up because Jess has been in the area of this as well. Um, we've met all the creep show folks, including John Amplis and, and all of oh, them wow. will, t- they will all tell you, you've seen creep show three, even though they made another one, you've seen creep yeah. show three already. And it was called tales from the dark side. That movie, they said that was going, that was basically going to be creep show three. Wow. Yes, they will I'm tell you that. They didn't. I know. Tales from the Dark Side was awesome too, and you think about Steve Buscemi's in that, right? Like all the people in those are crazy, and the cat one—that's the Stephen King one, yeah. right? Yeah. Without, yeah. without wanting spoilers, the, the the. I mean, I also remember the the witch story in the middle with the yes. little Lawrence boy in the in the oven sort of area. Oh, like, yeah. I I never I didn't know that and I can't believe they didn't make that creep show three exactly With, without yeah without me naming names the actual creep show three mm. I had one that best friend who I grew up with was not I don't want to say involved but he was there when he put it together and he was like this is nonsense they were asking PAs to write stories just because somebody got the rights to it yeah and that like don't watch it if you haven't but um like, Brad I I've tried I'm no, glad you said awesome. that I've tried twice so. But yeah, that is the story you'll get from the veterans that were there. Um, that you, you well, wow. t- let's face it, Tales from the Dark Side is a classic movie. It's great. Oh, I love that movie. It's so good. I love that. But uh, let's give him another spoiler. Now, you guys met because of The Walking Dead. I want, I want Paola to tell that story. Is she um, still with us? <laughs> yeah, she is. We, we met, uh, yeah, because Brad was on episode five of season 11, and we never had scenes together. But, uh, so I, I didn't really get to work with him per se. We're in the same episode, but you know, it's such a big scope show of different communities, but our mutual friend, uh, Josh Hamilton, who plays Lance Hornsby, um, which is, you know, one of the bad guys of the Commonwealth in season, yeah. okay. uh, 11, uh, he introduced us and cause I text him and I was like, what are you up to? And uh, he's a good friend. And he was like, well, I'm going to dinner with Brad and Hike. And I was like, who's Brad? Um, <laughs> and he sent me Brad's name. And he was like, oh, Brad Flash. And I looked him up. And I was like, OK. And, and he was like, you want to come to dinner with us? And I was like, yep. <laughs> and, uh, and the rest is history from there, I believe. Well, it's also a weird connection because Josh, like, we, Pal and I both come from the theater world and somehow never met while in New York, meaning is also a playwright and came from one of the biggest companies there that I always loved called Labyrinth Theater. And I had been lucky enough to do a bunch of theater in New York. And I always knew and had seen Josh. Josh is one of the best theater actors I've ever seen in New York. He originated this famous play called This Is Our Youth that made Mark Ruffalo's career. Him and you know Ethan Hawke always are doing work together through, I believe they're both a part of the new group. So to me, even to get on set with Josh and for us to hang out over that COVID time since you couldn't really see anybody Mm -hmm. that wasn't isolated was awesome because he he originated suburbia. I mean, he did some of the best plays in the 90s that would like be the dream for most theater actors. So I knew him separately as well, which was kind of a fun connection. That's cool. Theater tends to do that. It kind of, it's such a small world when you're working that you know so many people in common and 
mm-hmm. kind of yeah. ask people's opinions about everybody before meeting them. If that makes sense. Yeah, and we might have been we might have been in the same event some at some point, mm-hmm. but I don't think but we hadn't met. I think we figured out we were both at the opening of G's Hot the A Train, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because we had mutual we had different friends that were in this play in New York. Yeah. I was going to ask you, I knew that you were both writers. Now you both, did you write for, you said for the stage as well as the screen? She's a writer. I wish I could write. <laughs> I, I was purely an actor. She was, she's an incredible playwright. Well, now, well, now you're a producer too. Um, and I keep telling you that you should write, but you keep saying you can't do it. And I'm <laughs> telling you that you should because you can. But, go. you know, um, I, wait, what was the question? I'm sorry, ADHD? That's fine. No, like, uh, what, what, what do you like to write? Like, what is your, are you writing uh, drama, comedy, you go horror? Uh, no, I, I haven't really gotten into horror writing. Um, I, I'm, if, if anything, in terms of horror, I'm more interested in, like, uh, like, uh, horrific stories from real life. Okay. Um, more than creating a story or or creating a scenario uh but i do appreciate horror very much and have a major respect for it uh i like writing comedy like dramas like deep topics like intense hardcore topics Hmm. with so much comedy in them because that's how i grew up we we dealt with trauma or whatever or whatever pain or any yes we dealt with pain through comedy so that's how i grew up and that's how i know how to cope with those things tend to do that in my scripts also a lot of theater uh a lot of tv and some film yeah jess was agreeing with you there (laughs) so relatable that's like 99 percent of my music and just the way i live in general (laughs) (laughs) it's amazing when you find an artistic outlet Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, she's got a few. She's got a guitar, her voice, and her dad, who actually is an amazing artist as well. And that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And that's and awesome. and she's picked up the pen, uh, and she's been trying to write this thing for like five years. So, <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a... It takes time, y'all. It takes time. Well, it all comes say, from somewhere. I, I think I can't write only because I've been lucky enough that a lot of my closest friends are, are phenomenal writers. And as an actor, if I imagine them going into acting, I'm like, they could act, they'd get hired, but there's a whole different level to it. So mm-hmm. when I see them do it, when I read Paola's stuff, I'm like, that's, that's you know, 10 years of work. And there's just always a part of me that goes, not only do I have a hard time sitting still to do it, <laughs> there's a part of me that goes, I, I, I didn't choose to do that for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a good and a bad thing to have friends that are incredible writers because it just sets too high of a standard i guess for me anyways but i love coming up with ideas and then trying to find yeah people. your ideas are awesome too see mm, a visionary so you guys got to combine forces is what that is um well, we're working on that's it. what we're doing yeah okay are we, are is, we allowed to talk about that idea you want to throw i want to talk about it yeah it's too it? premature though. Uh, premature. that means you have to come back yeah. <laughs> i know we have exactly. to come back when we got it <laughs> I have to, uh, but I do have to ask you, uh, Paolo, um, working, I have to know, believe it or not, C. Thomas Howell's one of my, um, one of my idols, just because he's nuts, and I he is my age, and I followed him, oh my God, from E.T. all the, all the way on up, um, you know, Pony Boy Curtis, and all, you know, all, Jesus, he's been in a lot of movies, yeah. so you spent yeah. some time with him, what was that like? Yeah, um, 
Tommy is awesome. Tommy's awesome. And uh, he doesn't suffer fools. He's, uh, I mean, he's just very real. And real recognizes real, I like to think. And so he and I got along super well. And uh, he's he's such a sweetheart. Like, I'll tell you this, this um, little anecdote. Uh, when I was in, well, I have two anecdotes. Which one? Uh, my, there was a, my, my uh, favorite is your accent one. I feel like, oh yeah, yeah. There was, there was one day we were filming obliterated and we were in, in one of the party bus scenes and he's sitting in the back and I'm in the front and I'm, you know, we're filming a scene that I have with McKnight in the front. And so I keep getting frustrated cause my accent keeps coming out and I'm like, fuck, I'm like, okay. uh, and, uh, that night and whatever we finish the scene, I'm, I'm used to like getting a little frustrated with that stuff. We finished the scene and that night I'm like exhausted and I get a call from Tommy and I'm like, hello. I'm like, what? I was wondering why he was calling me. And he's like, Hey, sweetheart. And I was like, Hey, how you doing? And he's like, I'm good. How are you? And I was like, you know, trying to get some shut eye, a little tired. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Well, I just wanted to tell you something I noticed today. And I was like, Oh shit, what did I do? Um, and he's like, you know, we were filming, you were filming that scene and you kept, uh, stopping to fix your accent. And I immediately, he says that, and I just start crying. Aww. You know, quietly, I just immediately, just like tears, like streaming down my face. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, you kept fixing it and, and getting frustrated. And, and I'm like, oh, yep, I do get frustrated. And he's like, sweetheart, I just want to tell you, if nobody has told you this, your accent is your superpower. <laughs> can I curse in, in here? Yes, can you can. You sure can. Um, <laughs> goes, he goes, sweetheart, your accent is your super superpower. Where you're from is your superpower. And it's fucking beautiful. Nice. It's fucking beautiful. All right. And I'm like bawling. I'm like, Ugh. and I'm like, yeah, Tommy. He's like, he's like, so that's all I have to say. And if you needed to hear it from someone, please hear it from me because because you're a fucking superhero and and that where you're from and your accent is what makes you special and it's fucking beautiful and i just and he was like eh, have a good night and then the next day we saw each other and i just like bawled and the next day we saw each other and said we never we didn't mention anything we just gave each other a hug we didn't have to talk about it because it was all said in that call so that's the type of person that tommy is who takes the time after a 13 hour work day to call you and make sure that you're okay and make sure and make sure to tell you that you are good and that that was beautiful and that you're fine just the way you are you know that's the type of person that tommy is for me so wow. talented too damn yeah oh my life is hard but finding a really great podcast makes the days go by so much easier hi my name is blue Toulousma. I'm a writer, an emotional intelligence coach, and the host of Humanize with Blue Toulousma, a podcast where we believe that when you humanize everyone in the room, a great conversation is almost guaranteed. Join us every week here on ElectroCast as me and my guest co-hosts unpack big topics and interview even bigger personalities with a sense of humor and a dash of mischief. If you're looking for a new best friend in your head, we've got you covered. ElectroCast. God, he's so good in the show. He's so good. I know.
He's I know. so good and obliterated. He's like my he's my favorite character. I enjoyed him. He's so good. I'm glad too. You also confirmed what I hoped was true that he's a cool dude. I th- oh, always thought yeah. he was. Um, I <laughs> I had the joy of watching him in. Uh, I watch all kinds of low budget stuff too, and we cover it here. We covered Attack of the Killer Donuts with him in it. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I don't know that. Oh, Brad does. <laughs> He's shaking I his do. head. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I laughed hysterically. I even used a sound bite from that with the donuts when they're attacking. That sound they make. Oh my god, I, I laughed. He has one of the best lines ever in that film. And I think you know. Do you, do you, how well do you know that movie, Brad? <laughs> I mean, I saw it. I don't know what it's I was like, wait, what's the sound? I'm trying to remember. Well, well they made just this ridiculous like Saturday morning cartoon noise. But they, they're outside. He's out there with his more sane deputy, I guess, outside of where the donuts have holed up inside a house and they're killing people. And somebody comes out and says, the, the murderer's inside. And, and he's like, the, the murderer's in the house. And then he's like, there's 12 murderers in it. There's 12 murderers in there because it's a dozen donuts. I, I must have listened to that part over and over with him saying that. <laughs> I don't even know. I need to watch it. It's it, it just the, his reaction to something ridiculous, which, you know, <laughs> he's, he's good great. at that. He's, he's awesome. good at that. Good, so, good and, people, man. And folks, in the background, you are listening to Paul Booth, okay? That's, uh, we like I said, and Jess knows this. Oh, nice. All the best conversations happen. Where are they? Off the air. Off the air. Off the air. We were talking about Paul Booth and... Um, his uh, well, man, you were giving us some insight on him, Brad. What's what's your relationship with Paul Booth? Paul, is, it's funny how I met him. It's it was 2019, so it was right before COVID, and I've taught acting classes in New York and LA for some 12 years now. And without getting into the the story, the student was really interesting. Uh, he was this guy from Long Island that had tattoos everywhere, and I always tell everybody I, I'm an actor first, and the, my other love is horror. He was like, you gotta be my buddy. And just, you know, I was being really nice. He's a great kid. And I was like, oh, I'll absolutely meet your buddy. He's like, yeah, he runs some tattoo shop. And I was like, oh, okay. And I wander up and I'm like, that's weird. This tattoo shop's in 42nd Street. And we open the doors and he has three full levels of a museum, a basement, so a fourth level, and a tattoo shop that has about, if I remember correctly, I might do 10 or nine tattoo chairs, all with different atmospheres. And you walk into the back and there's like a cage door that looks like you're walking into like Tales from the Crypt at the <laughs> beginning. And you open this up and I was I was saying this to you guys, it was like when I was a kid as a horror fan, I was like, this doesn't actually exist. It was just bottles of like formaldehyde heads and like little bodies, the most incredible horror artwork. Like He's reptiles. Huge, oh, and, like, I'm so jealous. He's a huge guyver. <laughs> Um, fan and I was and what's funny is you know I walk in there and I'm, I'm sort of like I have jeans and a t-shirt and I think I'm walking in this place I'm like I look really preppy I don't have too many tattoos meaning I have none and I'm sitting here feeling like a huge loser in front of this guy because I just when he walks out you're like he's just a presence and he's like so my buddy says you're starting this horror company and I'm like yeah man you know sorry I, I'm not a tattoo guy and for about an hour we just start talking horror and I was asking him if he would design uh, uh, this this film idea. I wanted to see if he'd write stuff. And I'll, uh, he pauses and he looks at me and he's like, you know, 
I've been thinking about it, man. And he's like, I'm going to do it. And I'm like, what is this guy going to charge me? And he's <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I'm going to do it for free. But he said it in this way, like, this is the last deal I'm going to do. <laughs> not like, not like uh, uh, I'm not going to do this. Like, this is the final offer. It's going to cost you this much. And he's like, I'll do it for free. And I was like, uh, Paul, well, yes. Like, what the hell are you doing? Like, why are, not, why are you doing this for free? But you learn really quickly. He, like any good artist, doesn't care who he's around, what he's doing. He just loved the collaboration. And basically twice a week, I would go into his office just to sit and BS over horror ideas. Because my whole thing is horror is a genre, uh, uh, you know, especially from my friends I grew up around, we'd see everything. It is the one genre that seems to have like missed on the spec script thing, mm -hmm. where like there were so many great original horror ideas, whether it's Nightmare on Elm Street or Halloween is the oddest one or Friday the 13th. So many of those aren't happening anymore. Mm -hmm. And this idea of a new concept, a new spec, uh, that's all he wanted to talk about. And he would just throw ideas out. And he, there was a couple horror movies I couldn't believe that I had missed that he showed us mm -hmm. that were like these. Oh, what? Were, yeah. Yeah. yeah like, the, like what? Uh, I was about to say Bad Bunny, Bad Boy Bubby. Have you ever heard of uh, this horror movie? I have heard Bad of Bad Boy, Boy Bubby. Bubby. Yeah. I don't think it's, I would, do you consider that horror, baby? Well, that's what was that, funny. That's probably why I missed it. It's definitely horror when you watch it. It's like, I don't even want to give it away. If you guys haven't seen it, okay. he showed it to all of us. And I was like, that is, it is like a dark Forrest Gump is the way I would explain really? it. That, 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 that so isn't, a, do you that know isn't that explaining one? anything. I'm asking it's Jess. Just, yeah, I'm no. asking Jess right now. We're not familiar with that one. I had never Bad heard of this Bobby. movie. And it is. I don't know don't, what country it's from. Uh, I want to say Australia. Just don't read anything, but as okay. a yeah, don't fan, read anything on it. Just okay. watch it. This is you will wow. love. Okay. It's basically, what we're talking about about where art comes from, um, and it's a real dark movie. But you know, Paul would always just go, "I like twisted things." Man, he was very unapologetic about it. And what I loved about him was he he is like an why are you talking soul. i'm sorry why are you, are you talking to him like he's like past <laughs> sweetheart no i'm talking about just because i i think paul's the best just creatively yeah, but you, when you're around saying, people like am that. i right he keeps saying like i'm enjoying it about, what i loved about him i'm like well when i say about him i'm talking still in 2019 we haven't even gotten oh man to paul now oh, in this instance <laughs> so that was that was my that alive. was my impression he's very much still alive <laughs> and uh um i don't know as, as one of these horror people paul's a genius like not only does yeah. he know and see everything he he is wonderfully opinionated fun <laughs> to be around and uh, i've just never met anyone like him i think he would say this about himself he's kind of like a dark monk Okay. And if I remember correctly, when I met him, he was like, yeah, I don't really leave the office. He has a bedroom back there. He's like, I wake up. He has a chair that swivels. He does art. He tattoos. He makes music and uh, um, just BSs through everything creative. And he's like, yeah, I don't see sunlight a lot. I, I like darkness. And I find when I live in there, my brain comes up with things that like it wouldn't if I was just dabbling in it. Yeah, I get and, with that. I understand that. Yeah. But he's also like a wonderful guy. Like that's what's yeah. that I, usually someone like that either is into their image and plays at like he just it's him. <laughs> it's genuinely him. He's just a really genuine. Yeah, okay, person. well we're gonna have to get on that, so, Jess. Yeah, you're <laughs> anyway. gonna have to remind me of the name because yeah. I have the worst <laughs> memory. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we were just talking about that in memories. But uh, we're going to take a quick break here. We're going to get back here with our guests. Um, 
And we're going to talk, uh, I want to, you got to talk Ghostlight uh, Media as well. Oh, yeah. That's probably a, a good yeah. idea, I think, when we come back from the break. We'll uh, we'll do a little Paul Booth and uh, a little tune after that, and we'll get right back here, right after the Dead Blonde Stars with Alaska.
um, yeah, I just Steel City Con is a big one. We we're not. I did it once and it was fantastic. I did it a long time ago and I did it twice, and it was amazing. I mean, um, everything about it was just great. The celebrities that are there and you rub shoulders with, but the people that come and you could actually even as like an amateur when I was really green at this, um, you can make some money. You know. Um, I did all right. I, I Early on, when I just had four comic books to my name in a series that I did with this guy that was a, a professional wrestler, um, it was called uh, World Zombie Wrestling Association, and we got Zombies in the Ring Wrestling, and it was four issues, and there was actually a story there, and it, and it developed, and it was fun. And it was my first outing, and that's uh, kind of... That sounds awesome. It, yeah, I'll send you... Wrestling, can I, will, I play one of the wrestling zombies? I will definitely send you the copies. <laughs> I have virtual copies and hard copies left, so... But I don't think Jess Wait, even how? has a hard copy. Listen, I'm a WWE fan. Too. You know what? Right there, if you want to pull... That, that's the comic book right there. Those right there, if you just want to show them oh. real quick. But off air, we were, we were showing... Um, I showed Brad the uh, poster that's behind my screen here. Is the same oh, wow. exact as the oh, shirt that he's wearing. Um, you're wearing the yeah, Halloween, Halloween three. That is a big cult item. Uh, anything Halloween three at, at these conventions, oh. people eat it up. This was oh, the, I almost wore my the Halloween thing we're shirt. Turning into uh, the the horror movie we were talking about. Oh wow! They actually, so we took his short story. Uh, he's an incredible writer. And yeah, Paul, one of Paul's friends, is an incredible artist. Yeah, and man. He just took this and made an entire comic book for us. It's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, Fred, I know Fred's another one. guys out there, in radio, awesome. guys and girls in Radio Land. I know comic books are not good for radio unless you're reading them. <laughs> but we're just sharing pictures right now, so images and words. Yeah, we yeah, we always talk comic books here though. And Jess, Jess happens to be a comic book character. <laughs> I kick ass. Yeah, she kicks ass. As was as <laughs> Yes, indeed. Oh, and that leads. Well, it's not inspired on me. I had a question yeah. for both of you. Um, what, what was it like being directed on the set of The Walking Dead? Like, who directed you in those scenes? Uh, well, predominantly, who directed you? Was me, it different? Greg. Greg. It was? Greg, Greg directed that episode, right, Brad? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah Greg directed, he, directed that episode. And he was great to work with on Walking Dead because there were – there's a lot of directors that – come in to big shows like that that um are more design directors that they you know they want their episode to stand out physically like of how it looks mm -hmm. and what it looks like um and then you have directors that are a mixture of both which is directing the actual actually directing the actors and what it looks like mm -hmm. and greg is a perfect balance of those two things uh not that one is wrong and you know, the other is better. Um, but uh, Greg knows design and knows how to speak to an actor and knows mm -hmm. how to give notes and mm -hmm. actually cares about you as an actor doing the best that you can. So Greg is like awesome to work with in that sense. You know that the show is going to look, you know that his episodes are going to look awesome and you know the acting is going to be on point because he will give you the notes that you need to hear, you know? Man. Yeah, I just I wondered if it was like really intimidating, but he made you comfortable, I guess, huh? Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't come from the horror background, uh, mm. so I, you know, yes, I knew who he was because I had done my research, but I didn't really, I don't know. I I was also so prepared. I worked so hard on this role, and I worked so hard on these auditions, on the auditions for the the, the character for Princess. Mm. Um, 
that when you're that prepared, it's it's kind of hard to get you off your 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 you know beam balance beam you know mm-hmm. um because because i worked my ass off for this so you know yeah nerves could come in but at the end of the day i was like wait wait hold up nerves i worked my <laughs> ass off for this so fuck you <laughs> well it paid you off right out you know <laughs> thank most, you thank you most people aren't able to teach themselves that though. that's the only thing i would say because i mean yeah. i think about your first day on set from watching it and you're isolated and it's like Okay, and go, and you're. This is the character okay. you're playing, and and it's amazing to me being in a situation like that where you feel you got to feel removed. You don't know people to let it rip like that. Oh my god, hi! All that, <laughs> and, you know. It's, 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 it but everybody easy, was very. But, yeah, you, you said it looks easy, but um, well, everybody was so welcoming. The night before I filmed that scene, which was my first, the first moment you see me is the first time. I filmed, you know, the first scene I, I filmed on the show. Um, the night before, the actors who were in that scene took me out to dinner uh, just to make me feel at home and welcome, which was a very sweet gesture. And they're very sweet people. And I'm, I'm forever thankful for their kindness and, and their welcoming nature towards me. That's so oh, cool. That's awesome. I actually was watching. It's it's so surreal seeing you and meeting you in person because I was just watching <laughs> videos of you. So it's like whoa. But and I digress. Um, I remember I was reading the comments on YouTube, right? And some people are like, "Wow, I wonder what it was like on set. Like, how close are they on set? Like, because that di- the dynamic with the characters and you tend to be a little bit different, obviously on screen." Right, so, right. I guess in a way I can, um, you know, random YouTube person. Here's your answer. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was funny because you know, in that first scene, Yumiko, uh, she's like so weirded out by this girl. Yeah. She's like, she's like, Ugh, what? And I can, I wanted to laugh so hard because she is the complete opposite to that in real life. She's, you know, she's one of my favorite favorite people from the show. Mm-hmm. Um, she's an, a fantastic human being, uh, a great friend. And, uh, I wanted to laugh so hard because she's so different from that. So to see her being like, Ugh, like a mean girl, I was mm-hmm. like, yes, yes, <laughs> Eleanor, yes, Yumiko. Um, but I, I will send the question back to Brad. Uh, what was it like with uh, working with Greg? Yeah. 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 Sorry, I'm like directing the podcast. Perfect. So no, <laughs> I got to know. It makes our job a little easier, too. I, I, it does. Be, like Jess said, it makes our job easier. No, but the emotion with your part, too. My God, mm-hmm. he he pulled that out of you or you had it in you. So that was I would say the same thing for Powell. I had too much time and was over prepared for what is like a, a fun, long guest star. Yeah. And those mm-hmm. guys were so awesome. One of the uh, Ross Marquand was good friends with a buddy of mine from L.A. So when I landed, much similar to them, we went mm-hmm. out. I met them before we even shot which again even like those two stories that doesn't happen (laughs) without without saying any of the other stuff i've had the exact opposite experiences where people are three hours late they're not really looking at you they didn't do their lines like that just again in my in the one episode i was in you could just tell it felt like a family and and having heard a bunch of other people talk about the show because i i actually the story i told pow is i was in the audition room when they were first doing the pilot in LA. And so I, I was up for, I think the, the role John Bernthal got. And I remember 
being in the room with um, uh, what what's the main character? I'm always blanking on his name. Aaron. That why Rick. every. Oh, not Rick. Rick. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, um, Daryl? No, not Daryl. Daryl. Oh, okay. Um, and I, I knew him from Boondock Saints. And yeah, I was that's like, how I, I want to tell him. Yeah. That's us he too. Hadn't done yeah. anything post that. Right. And I just remember seeing him and being like, how is this guy not getting every job ever? Mm. Like, not only is he awesome in this waiting room, he's like, I can't he's stop awesome. looking at this guy. Yeah. And you watch him and having met him through it, like, he's awesome. It's just, they were, that's a genuine. It's a genuine world. I had come off of working on Prison Break with Sarah Wayne Callies, and I said this to Paolo, like, this is one of the best, that was my first TV show, Mm -hmm. and one of the best experiences I had ever had. I had come out of graduate school, and she sat me down and was like, here's, you know, here's how this works, oh, I can tell you're new. Like, that energy, when you get it in a room, that's part of the reason that show was so good, I would say, and I thought that was Walking Dead? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You just didn't couldn't have an ego because nobody there. Everyone was there doing the same job. And well, it believe... wasn't a glam yeah. show, you know. It wasn't a glam show where you're like, <laughs> exactly. you know, it's like we're in exactly. the middle of nowhere in Georgia for months on out, and uh, they're making hot. you look dirty. Yeah, give me some more dirt <laughs> to rub on my face. You're sweating. Exactly. And, yeah. yeah, it's like you can't. There's there's very little space to be like, oh, I want this. Mm-hmm. You know, and I want that. It's like, no, <laughs> girl, no. <laughs> Not the glamorous life, but you were all in it at the same time. So you're all in the same plane of existence, I guess. Right. Nobody's better than anybody else. You're just there. That's yeah, a, a, exactly. amazing. And I, I think, you know, and this is something, you know, I, I, I still haven't met uh, – Guys, I, this is how my ADHD is lately. I was about to say Abraham Lincoln. Hey. <laughs> oh, Andrew Lincoln. <laughs> Yo, I was about to say Abraham Lincoln. Well, it is, um, isn't it? It was President's Day, so that's okay. There you go. There you exactly. Go. Um, that's, that's my ADHD totally lately. It's on point. Um, I still haven't met Andrew Lincoln, but from what I heard uh, on set, he... You know, usually who, whoever's number one on the call sheet, whoever's the lead of the show, mm-hmm. sets can set the president for the rest of the cast. So if number one is like rude, uh, demands a bunch of stuff, um, doesn't respect uh, the caterers, doesn't respect the janitors, doesn't respect the transpo people, doesn't respect the office people, then then everybody else is like, oh, well, he does. He, this person doesn't respect. But what I would, the president that Andrew Lincoln said, and this was said by everybody on set, was such an amazing president because he was respectful to everybody. And he made sure, like, being number one in the call sheet, that he was showing everybody else how to act accordingly. And, I mean, I, I, you know, I haven't met him, but the, the way these people speak about Andrew Lincoln and how amazing he was on set and Mm. how amazing of a person he is is absolutely beautiful and so he said it he said the president for everybody else on the show you know that's nice to make sure that everybody was respectful to everyone and that that's the way it was going to be period that's awesome it is yeah you like to hear that your heroes are actually that you know yeah as opposed to the other don't meet your heroes sort of thing yeah yeah yeah, he's yeah (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I had to ask Brad. So I was checking out yeah. um, 
that one the website right so oh, yeah. ghostlight yeah ghost now light. i want okay. i want you to actually talk about it and you know for people who don't know what it is please explain do your spiel you know yeah yeah, we'll, we'll hold, but we, we put out the website like a month ago, but it's been about three or four years in the making. Um, it started a little bit before uh, COVID. So I think it was 2019. It started probably two months before the Paul Booth story. Um, I was walking the park with one of my closest friends, Rajiv Joseph, who I had been lucky enough to do two of his plays. Uh, one that Robin Williams eventually took and went to Broadway called Bengal Tiger at the Baghdad Zoo. Mm. Uh, and I got to do that with him for four months. Wow. And uh, that's, a, that's a whole other story. Talk about meeting your heroes, Robin yeah. Williams. Yeah, for real. Better than you would imagine. Uh, and so I was lucky enough to do his other play called Gruesome Playground Injuries uh, with Selma Blair, actually in Houston. Um, and I say that just because we'd work back to back on his plays like 2009, 2010, and then Rajiv's career, which he beyond deserves, kind of took off. And being as close as we were, and him knowing I love horror and he loved Rajiv being the writer. Rajiv being the writer. Um, I basically had pitched him an anthology idea based around horror in the theater. And I knew I had three, uh, or I think at the time it was three or four close writer friends who were really successful that liked horror too. And that was the basis of our idea. And the next thing you know, Rajiv wrote a pilot script for this. I went to my good friend in Cape Cod, actually, I grew up with, who is sort of like a, a cinephile and reader of everything from comics to novels, just like a, a incredible knowledge on everything writing and film-wise. Not a huge horror fan, oddly. And COVID hit. I had, right before COVID, had this interesting horror idea that we were talking about. He had had another job. Uh, he was a fundraiser for, I think he was at the JFK Museum at the time. Hmm. And, you know, COVID just made it so you couldn't do anything. Yeah. And I took theater away because that was, you know, the first 12 years of my career was being lucky enough to do a ton of stage work. Hmm. And Rajiv came to Cape Cod, wrote this pilot. We had had a couple ideas. We had a couple other friends who weren't doing anything. They wrote two screenplays there. And what happened is cut to a year later, Lionsgate uh, got in behind our sort of, which was originally called Stage Fright, now it's called The Fourth Wall hmm. uh, idea. And we're currently pitching that. And then behind it, we have about five or six um, other screenplay ideas. And then we brought on a good friend of mine who Paolo knows as well named Josh Stamberg, um, who's oddly his mother opened up, uh, started, was one of the founders of NPR. Um, <laughs> wow. and he's a, a friend of mine who's an incredible actor and the three of us just liked creatively finding writers and ideas and working through scripts that we know are good enough to be produced and then going out to produce them. So we're sort of on the two year mark post, uh, when we sort of formed, getting all these ideas together to now start hopefully by the end of the year going to shoot them. Um, so some of them, the TV versions you're pitching sort of to, with different studios and, and the other film ideas, you either are fundraising on your own or bringing to studios with people attached. And it's been, it's been interesting for me being on the other side as a producer mm-hmm. all the way through bet. Um, to learn about that. And we're, we're, we're sort of hoping now that this launches out to start, making a bunch of these, one of which was also oddly a podcast horror yeah. uh, that cut from somebody's a short story that my friend Nat Arata, who was the other founder of the company, besides Rajiv Joseph, um, 
he had, he wrote all these Jim Harbison's his name. He wrote all these incredible short yes. stories. You sent me book that link. Book. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it was like I, I literally randomly have them all here on my desk. <laughs> but it's it's the supermarket of death. And I read one and was like, this should be uh this should be a film. I was a big fan of that unfriended yeah. film. That right. was a good which one, I was yeah. so surprised by because I went to the theater and I was like, How are they gonna do a horror movie on on a computer? Like this is gonna mm. last for twenty minutes. And that one blew me away. Saw that and, driving. Yeah, just, just, <laughs> just scary. Just like that one. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do, you know, sort of a podcast version of that. And that was the start. And now we have, like I said, five ideas. I don't know if you know the actor Otto Asando, mm-hmm. who's in yeah, Diplomat now. And I did this play streamers with him long ago in 2008. We had an idea we pitched him he loved, set in 87 in New England. And He's currently writing that. And, yeah, I see the know, poster behind you on the wall. Is that it, Streamers? Oh, is that oh, it? Yeah, Streamers. <laughs> David Rave, if you guys remember, who did Hurley Burley and Passions of War. And the first, yeah, that was, a, uh, that was an old play in 2008 we did together. And if you watch The Wire, uh, J.D. Williams, who was Bodie on The Wire, he was in that too. Um, so what, what's fun about the company uh, um, is that, you know, it's just you find a lot of artists you like and, and – want to give them an opportunity where they don't have to work in genre. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's funny to me when Powell's like, oh, you know, I don't really write horror. I would completely disagree with that because mm-hmm. the best writers of it aren't trying to just write scary things. They're writing something right. that touches you in yes. such an uncomfortable way mm-hmm. and they can focus on it. Yes, we just did. Just talking about that. Yeah, Jess and I just did a show last week um, that won't be up for a bit, but we interviewed a guy that does a lot of shorts. Uh, he's a director, writer, actor, and he's phenomenal. But he he did the one thing that a lot of these horror guys miss, He and he's worried about making horror movies, but he already achieved establishing good characters you care about, emotional mm-hmm. people. like he's, he's everything. It's everything. That's the hardest thing to do. Yeah, and he did I, it. He did it. His I name. We should plug him. Aliens as an example of something I do not understand how they did that in that movie. Right. Because you cared about every one of these Marines. Yeah. Ten minutes yeah. in. Oh yeah. And when they all, sorry for the spoilers if you yeah. haven't seen Aliens, <laughs> when they all start going through it, it sucks. Care. Yeah. Every one of them that dies, and I'm I'm always you know Bill Paxton. Bill pa- Hudson. Mm-hmm. Is my hero. Yeah, we were talking about oh, Hudson. My dog's named that. <laughs> we ta- yeah, yeah, because I met Hudson I think at the at Cape Cod. That's right. Yes, yeah, so I, I was like. <laughs> Is he named after? And boom, sure enough. Yeah, that's when we knew we could talk all night where the girls were talking. God knows what you girls were talking about. But we were talking horror movies the whole night. And I should, you know, I really should clean this up. When Brad was throwing toddlers in the back of trucks, he actually knew the child that he was throwing. I I didn't really clean that up earlier. You know, I think he's some maniac. That's how you get cast in The Walking Dead, you know. I was going to say, thank you for the context now. It was was your nephew, right? Yeah, 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 crazy. Yeah, I, literally, like we were walking back and everybody had had a, a good time. And we're walking back in the street back to where the, to continue our good time at the apartments. And uh, boom, you just like out of nowhere picked this child up who was walking in front of it, threw him in the back of a truck. And my wife didn't know that that happened to be Grayson because it was dark. And we know Grayson to see him, but we're like, well, oh, Jesus Christ, Brad's throwing kids in trucks, man. What the hell? And, yep, but you did I'm not at- know whose truck that was. <laughs> I'm that I'm that uncle. That's the only way I know to connect to children. Yeah. I was always, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. as a kid, loved the babysitters or uncles that would just throw you and start hitting you with pillows. So he, yeah, well, he was. Act, I think he was acting up, and he got on your last nerve.
surf. So you're like, all right, that's it. And and you took care of it. <laughs> uh, that's how my boyfriend Grace parents awesome. our kid. See, that's how it, yep. He's the fun one, and that's, I'm the that's, strict one. That's what Jess has to look forward to. <laughs> yep. Kids love him. <laughs> so, I, this is a... This is like right on task on the, the set. Like, what was it like? I don't even know how or when they gave you the scripts. They gave you the scripts, I guess, at a what uh, at a table read, I imagine. Did you get the scripts at, like the day before? I mean, they're so secretive about it. Were you getting your, your script for Walking Dead the day before, day of, or a week ahead? No, we I got them. a week before. Yeah, yeah, yours, yeah. yours is different because you're, you're shooting so many episodes. Yeah, we got them like a week before, I think. I believe, uh, yeah, I believe that it was like a week before. Um, but it, you know, it con it constantly changes. The script constantly changes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, even as we're filming it, uh, yeah, I think a, a week before and during COVID, we were doing uh Zoom table reads. Okay. Oh, yeah. And Paula, just so that when we got. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to ask you, Paolo, were you nervous every time? Like, oh, Jesus Christ, did they kill me off? Did they kill me off? Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> you're constantly nervous uh, because – and you're also constantly nervous when uh, Angela Kang or, like, any of the – you know, she was a showrunner who's a sweetheart. Um, but anytime she calls, you're like, hmm. Okay. <laughs> you see her name on the phone and you're like, oh. Uh, you're like, okay, here's the call. Or anybody that calls from work, like any number that's like related to work, you're like, uh-oh. Oh, no. Uh, what do they know? <laughs> but, but thankfully that didn't happen. Right. You know? Yeah. She, she's awesome. Uh, yeah, I wonder oh. what that would be like getting that, that script. I know. I can't even imagine Ooh. what it's like getting a script. I have, I've always wanted to act, but I'm so horrified of memory memorizing lines like i can it's recite awesome. rent to you 110 percent all the way through yes. but god yeah. forbid i'm given a script i'm like uh oh <laughs> like it's how hard was that one of the hardest things to do like it's funny I, i'm i think pal i think you're the same way like i have a hell of a time memorizing and the only i do i just slowly I taught think... myself crazy things to do mm -hmm. i'm not i don't have like a terrible time memory i'm pretty good at it for some reason, I, you get that short-term memory. <laughs> it takes me a while to finally stick and do it, memorize it. Mm -hmm. uh, but once I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not too bad with it. I'm not too bad with it at all. Um, yeah, and I think it might be like I hyper focus on it a little bit. Like that, I, so I kind of that. Yeah, I do that with my music. Helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, but I, you know, you, I, you start getting used to it, I guess, right? No, I would think it's Depends. much more difficult to be up on stage playing an instrument and singing and doing that because that's like you can't mess anything up. I, I don't yeah. know. I, maybe it's I the same. I, when you're doing it a lot, so mm -hmm. when I was like 10 years ago auditioning for four different times a week and doing a play, you, your brain just knows it doesn't have time. It's funny you say that. I still... I have that, I get an audition and I allow myself five minutes to just say, I'm not doing this. I don't like the part. I don't want to do mm -hmm. it. I give myself five minutes. And then when that's gone, I try to just put it on and go. And I coming from a theater world, the one bad thing about it, and anyone I've taught shouldn't hear this, but <laughs> it, it's too, I, I want to be word perfect. Cause when you're doing a play, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, you I spent so much time on. 
you have very to often in a TV or film script, less film, but sometimes TV, it's not that they don't spend time on it, but they sometimes have to churn out so much, it's going to change. So as an actor, if I want to respect their writing, sometimes the confidence to go, that's not well, well written, I'm going to do this, can get you parts. Because yeah. they'll hear you do it and go, that's what I was going for. Nice. But when mm. you're not around the people and don't know for a longer period of time, you know, it becomes hard. It's also why they say, you know, narcissism gets rewarded. Narcissism. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody that walks in and acts like they're good, very often people don't, they go, oh, that's good. And they don't know usually the more vulnerable, insecure person once they're off book. They're, they're so much more interesting to watch, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's crazy that you actually said the fi allowing yourself five minutes, because I honestly thought that I was one of the only people who actually did that. Every single show that I've ever done since the time I was 13, I would stand outside smoking a cigarette and I'd be like, no, I can just walk away. I don't have to do this. Yeah. Right. Like, no, oh, mm, I don't want to. And then I force myself to do it. And then I like black out. It's almost like you just kind of do do what you're supposed to do. Like I have a ritual. Right. I mess up every single show. It's like a thing. I have a song. It's what I got by Sublime, and I purposefully mess up the guitar part as a joke, so I feel better about messing up later. Wow. <laughs> it gets the anxiety wow, out of the that's way. Brilliant. I, I just learned that's that, brilliant. and she she will whip out that guitar anywhere. Uh, whether it's my <laughs> Halloween party here that we have, we have Halloween parties here. She plays. She'll play it during the convention at the table yeah. in the middle of a convention. She'll just start playing. She. I thought she had no fear, and I just learned that she actually has. Oh no, a I have bit. crippling anxiety. <laughs> Well, I, I knew am, that. Yeah, I am terrified of everything. Fear and anxiety. When it comes to performing, two different things, man. Yeah, they really yeah. are two beasts. Right. But that's right. that's also it's, what I write about, though. So I guess yeah. it kind of helps. You know, right. I well, I wear my heart on I my teach sleeve. That. You teach I that. I teach that often, and the only thing I've ever found is it's very often in acting, it's not talked about. Is it's just where your focus goes, and if you let your focus go mm -hmm. on yourself, at least if you're, uh, uh, you know, a humble human being, your brain's never going to be like. You're incredible. Yeah. How do you do it? It's always going to be like, mm -mm, don't do that. Mm -hmm. And and the fight of that is simply what you put it into. So like I hear Paolo go, I put so much work into it. And she says that like it's nothing. But very often people put work in and nerves will take over. Mm -hmm. So it is that ability to go once you've done the work, I deserve to be here and I better do this. That 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 is half the battle too, I think. It's, mm. it's hard to get there, but. That would work on Ooh. you, I think. Yeah. Giving me emotions. She's, <laughs> she's getting emotional. I'm feeling things. <laughs> so, Brad, you also yeah. too. You know, we didn't go back on your your acting credits too, Brad. Way back, uh, you, yeah. you go as far back as Jericho. I saw that you did an episode of Jericho. <laughs> my, one of my closest friends, his big joke in the first three years of my career, is he's like, I don't know if you've noticed this, but you're on every show and it gets canceled. Oh no! Year. Oh. So like, no, like for instance, I was on Twenty Four and oh. it was that final season of Jericho. <laughs> No, but Nurse Jackie was very successful. You, Nurse you're, Jackie, you're on two. Are you, did you do two episodes of that? Listen, I love Nurse I, Jackie. I did so. one. It was actually a funny story. They had seen me. Rajiv wrote. That was his first TV job, and they had seen Bengal Tiger. Oh. And so I was lucky enough that the, the head of that was like, I want to bring Bengal Tiger was the play you were oh, in. Sorry, Bengal Tiger at the Baghdad Zoo was the play that uh, Rob Williams. Did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes. My friend was nominated for a Pulitzer for, and it, it was an unbelievable meditation on war. Basically, it's a brilliant play. And when I got on there, I don't know if you guys know who Annalie Ashford is. Uh, she had just done Rent, of all things. She did the revival of Rent. Okay, she, I thought yeah. she's on a play. Yeah. Jess definitely she knows blew that. Up. Mm -hmm. And it was funny because I remember meeting her and being like, you know, it was just like a fun guest star. And 
And I remember thinking, I don't know who this girl is. She is so talented. And she only has like six lines, but just when you get on set, you know in two seconds who's there to yeah. have fun and play and, and, and who's maybe nervous or in their own world. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a, it was a funny one because all the people from there went on to work from that little episode that we did. And it was a lot of people's first jobs. Oh, wow. Yeah, Nurse Jackie was a fun one. Man, yeah. So Nurse Jackie, um, that one did had you, me crying a lot too. Right, you'd be <laughs> did you meet um, Edie Falco? Was she in the shoots? I was with her the whole, the whole time. Edie Falco was another one, and I'd <sighs> seen her do this play called Frankie and Johnny that she didn't. I thought she should have won the Tony for this. It's a very famous play uh, um, from back in the day. She had just done it with Stanley Tucci, mm-hmm. and then a year later, I'm on this set with her. Talk about like the concept of professional. Man, Brad, I definitely saw you. I definitely saw you because we watched the entire uh, Nurse Jackie. So I definitely saw you before I knew who you were. I'm like dying from somebody. I remember uh, a friend wrote the story that was a real life. He was somebody dying and they told his girlfriend to sit on him because he was going to leave and he didn't realize he would leave and die because he had, there was a a sepsis or something was going to his heart. Yeah. Sit on him? Yeah, so they were like, you cannot let him Look leave because the, he didn't have insurance. And he wanted, it's a true story. Paola's face just that. Yeah. Sit on? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the whole episode. <laughs> she shaking yeah, her head. Yeah, but it, it's funny. Hey, what? I literally, the, what, the one thing I can say where I've been lucky is, you know, you say Edie Falco and uh, Tony Shalhoub, I was lucky enough to Oh, my God. Robin Williams. Robin Williams. All of these people Jeez. were just beyond what you would think. And, and when you're lucky enough to have that, like, you get on set of The Walking Dead and all of a sudden those people are awesome. You hear all sorts of crazy stories from actors. I've I've maybe only had one or two of those <laughs> ever. Nice. You know, I, I've been really, really lucky. I think it's kind of the same with you too, pal, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, actually. Paula, um, well, you... I, I get along with everybody pretty much. Yeah. Were you a fan I mean, of horror before you got involved with horror, Paula? Um... Not particularly, not particularly. I've I just started getting into it in the last couple of years. Um, I've really, I've really opened my appreciation for it in the last couple of years, and it's it's been an eye opening thing because I really admire it very much. So now we've been watching a bunch. I mean, just being introduced to a bunch of stuff. You got the right I guy. Really, you got the right guy yeah. for the yeah, job. Yeah, right. <laughs> Right. Really quick, not up. to interrupt, pal. There's we've we've run through. I would say in the past two weeks, these movies from the '80s. I don't, I don't know how I missed these. We've gone oh, through about five. I can help you. Movies, horror <laughs> thrillers. Seventies, no? Seventies and eighties. The seventies right. are better. Seventies are better. Eighties are they Race get a little more devil, comedic. You guys have seen what's which one? Race with the Devil. Oh, I love that movie. movie. Love oh, that movie. God. I don't know if Jess has seen that. I miss that. Yeah. Race with the Devil. Rolling Thunder. Um, if you uh, uh, Wake and Fright. Yeah, that's the good. Movie with Donald Pleasant. That's a like, great movie. But wait, um, if you like Race with the Devil, a good double feature with that is uh, The Devil's Reign. You ever see yeah, The Devil's that Reign? Sounds familiar. Oh, it, it's on Shutter right now. You've got to see Devil's Reign. Oh, I have Shutter. Uh, Tom Skerritt. Tom Skerritt. Early. Oh, Tom Skerritt's my favorite. I knew you were going to say that. I don't know why I knew that. <laughs> I don't know why I knew that. Maybe I the love aliens. Tom well, he is a young, young Tom Skerritt, and it's a, a great script. Devil's Reign. I oh, think wow. John Travolta might be in it. I could be wrong. Um, oh wow! There's a lot of faces. A lot of faces. 
See, I've been going way classic. Yeah, like yeah. I, I'm sure so many people will judge me for this, but I've been trying to introduce my child to the world of horror, but like <laughs> proper, early. properly, you know, too like not, I'm not no, going I, I too crazy. <laughs> I mean, I grew up on horror. My dad, I mean, first movie I remember ever watching was Dawn of the Dead. And I was like, oh, that's scary. Yeah. And next thing you know, I'm watching horror my whole life. But anyways, right. so I introduced my kid, not that he knows what I'm watching, uh, Vincent Price. I, it was The Fly, the original. Perfect. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Yes. Yeah, and I phenomenal. absolutely just, I loved it. I actually like it more than the mm-hmm. the Jeff Goldblum version. Granted, I can respect yeah. it. But um, actually, Paula, I wanted to ask, so since you're yeah. more new to the horror love, um, do you like more psychological thrillers or do you kind of go more slasher? Because like, I love the psychological um, thrillers. Yeah, Those ones I, get me because it's emotional. Definitely psychological thrillers and like vengeance thrillers. Yeah, you know, definitely, definitely, that's nice. the vibe. Mm-hmm. We, we went through sympathy story. for Mister Vengeance, Lady Vengeance, and Old Boy, <laughs> uh, uh, and just are on a weird vengeance kick. That's funny. Mm-hmm. For a while, <laughs> it's a very timely yeah. question there, Jess. Well, because that's actually a lot of what I write. Like I, when you were saying you wrote a lot of more deep things, that's also what I'm writing is kind of leaning more towards that. It's actually like trauma brain writing into a story Ooh, that's fictional. Interesting. Yeah. So interesting. I don't know. Everything Love you were it. saying is so relatable and it's cool. Cause like not to be like, Oh yeah, your character, but also princess, I related so mm-hmm. much to her and I kind of wondered like, could you see yourself in a lot of the things that she was doing, talking Absolutely. like, it hit me in the Absolutely. feels. I'm like, I wonder if she's also kind of like this. She was kind of like that oh, when yeah. I met, when we met you. Mm-hmm. We were like, wow, she's yeah. that. She is her. Yeah, you're very personable. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, Thank you're, you. yeah. Um. Well, I always like to say that. I mean, one of the biggest honors was to get to play a character on The Walking Dead that spoke about mental health. Yeah, that's so openly. Yeah. Um. But I always like to say that Princess was is most similar to me when I was seven years old. I, I was, I felt very outcast. I was very hyperactive. Um, and like people didn't understand me, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was loud and funny and mad at the same time and, you know, joyful, yet sad. You know, it was just like a, a whole range of emotions. Yeah. So it's very similar to me when I was seven years old. But no, the character of Princess is super connected to me. I, you know, I suffer from many of the things that she talks about. Uh, mentally um so super connected to mm. to that character and it's it's really uh, i'm forever grateful to have played this character because of those things and because hopefully speaking about those things on the show about mental health mm. hopefully opened up some conversations in people's homes you know after watching an episode being like oh i sometimes feel dad i sometimes feel like that oh really why do you feel like that well, I don't know, I just feel lonely or whatever or feel outcast and people make fun of me or I feel X, Y, or Z. Hopefully it initiated some positive conversations around the topic. Oh, I'm That's... so glad you were able to play that character yeah. then because that is honestly one of the best things to hear about an actress or actor, like being able Thank to you. relate and actually be real. So absolutely. I'm so glad I got oh, to meet you guys. Yeah. <laughs> right. And give back. Yay. Yes, absolutely. And, and she's giving back because Jess is all about that too. She's she's a... Uh, made uh, several stances on here about personal health and uh, said a few things, very outspoken, very personal. Actually, a so, whole episode dedicated to A whole to episode it. dedicated. It was like two nice. hours. It was wow. all about yeah. eating disorder, eating recovery, dis- and yeah. 
yeah. know, stuff like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she's been around here on these airwaves for a long time, but she got real serious the one time. You know, I want to use your pedestal. Your pedestal. Let's let's talk about. All right, yeah, let's do it. And uh, you know, here she is. But wow. yeah, so we, that's admirable. You got a place where people can hear you and and look for you, and then they hear you talk about something they don't expect, and it's it's enlightening, you know, and that's nice. I'm sure you've got, already got nice letters about it. Did you get fan mail regarding? Yes, yes, and and especially in the conventions, I, I yeah. get a lot of people. It's amazing. Uh, the comic it's conventions, I get a lot of people coming up and talking about these topics, and you know, mm -hmm. I, I always end up so exhausted at the end of those weekends because I get emotional too with them. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, if one of them starts crying, I'll start crying too, and you know, we just hug each other. And sometimes they don't have to say anything; you just know that, no. yeah, you know, be, you know, if they come up crying. You're like, okay, I got you. I understand. I've been there. And so you just hug them. And, you know, Brad's been there for many of the conventions and seen how emotional it's it gets. And it's one of the most beautiful things. It's amazing. You, like, you know, you get, you get, you do this long enough, you get so worried about the business and so self involved mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. stuff. There's something about going to those that reminds you, like, all of this is actually done for them. You, mm -hmm. you should be reminded of that a lot. Yeah. yeah. And when you humbled get to see, especially, that. yeah, humbled by that. It's probably when very see, healing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they, they talked about everything you just did, Jess. And, and, and to see how hard that is in person and how necessary it was, mm -hmm. it takes me right back to when I was going to Spooky World in Massachusetts and saw somebody where I was just like, man, you, you took me to this place that, that helped me get through whatever that was. And mm -hmm. you forget sometimes for them that may have been, a few days of shooting but when you're watching it that mm -hmm. storyteller means everything oh 100 yeah. that's uh we say the same thing about yeah just like what paolo was saying and connect uh, connections at conventions people come to your table you know you have like-minded or you're already like-minded you like the same things um uh, metal shows yeah. for me when i was a kid you know like-minded people <laughs> you're all maniacs you're all gonna get in that pit you're all gonna get bruised bloodied and go home mm -hmm. happy somehow you're getting happy about it but you're mm -hmm. relating to the people around you you, li you like the same music you know and for us yeah. you know these conventions it's horror and somehow you know you guys are connecting with your fans that are watching you from their own living room you know and suddenly you're there um, that's gotta right. be huge. Actually, uh, Brad was telling us, uh, Paolo, that you might be in the Pittsburgh area at a convention. Is that true? I think, uh, no, it's Steel City Con. If you're doing you know, that, I think it's, it uh, might be Mo Motor City Con. Motor City. That would be down South probably. Wait. Yeah. Um, uh, I think you're in Pennsylvania. I could be wrong. It's in Baltimore. Oh, Maryland. That's, that's a little bit. Uh, oh, it's in Baltimore. That's yeah, about three and a half so. hours. I think so. I gotta, I gotta bad. check and get back to you on that because. Okay. No problem. I get the I get the names confused until it's like right. Oh my god! Up. I can't imagine the dates that you have in your head with the amount of things that you have I'm scheduled. Like, wait, which one is which it, one? It took us like but, five uh, months to do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the strike, the two strikes, yeah, and everything true. is like so annoying. But um, yeah. this is something to um, D. My my wife brought this up. If she could sit in here and ask the question, she would. Um, with uh, talk about talking about real fear on the set like uh we're, we're talking like there's some moments whether it's using weapons a fight scene or when as d was putting it when they do that walking with the herd thing whether you're a whisperer or not that's freaking creepy as hell to me <laughs> you have to be bugging out even if you're just acting with yeah. all that those things around you in your ear and you know I'd they want to potentially yeah, just like i'd be freaking <laughs> it, was there some real fear on that set at times i mean or was it just all I acting? mean, 
Yeah, it's yeah, cool. definitely. When they're when it was when uh, Ryan Hurst's character Beta, uh. and you know, he was because I came in. I think Alpha was about to die. Oh, um, sorry, spoiler. That's all right. <laughs> um, at this point, but, but I remember being there when they were filming one of the scenes where beta is like talking to the whispers and they're all walking in unison like yeah yeah and it's like hundreds of them and yeah. i was like oh my god this is absolutely terrifying creepy is that absolutely what, yeah. terrifying was that when they did the, the the thriller moment they kind of all did the one move <laughs> they had the zombies I do remember. it i don't remember it, it, if it was that moment i don't know if it was intentional or not but i thought thriller immediately but at the same time it was creepy as all hell <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, it was, yeah, it was definitely creepy, uh, and it was also funny to like, you know, walk around the set and you'd see like, like a like a person completely dressed like a zombie, but on his phone, like waiting to film. Yeah, <laughs> that's so hysterical. And there was there was this, this uh, these two people who um, played zombies on our show that were a couple, and so you would see them like between takes, like just like. <laughs> hanging out holding hands and stuff and i was like this is the cutest thing ever that's a real thing amazing that's so oh, funny cute. i we've we've been on the set of zombie movies well I, I i did john russo who worked with romero he'd made uncle john my uncle john is a zombie i got to be in it and yes that's a real thing going to craft right. services dressed up and you're eating it's just like the last thing you want to do it's is eat awesome. like like chili or something while you're dressed up like that yeah. <laughs> your latex nose is falling into the food you know like, i used to do that with a scare ride that i what? did down in Zilly, me yeah. and my buddies would be like, oh, it's time to act, okay. And then we'd start doing our thing, and then we'd come back and be like, so we want to stop at McDonald's? You know, and just yeah. full, full get up. Like, you know, the little things. You'd see us dancing in the corner behind friggin' graves, just well, trying meal. to kill time. I love it. Yeah, happy I meals. Love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. But yeah, I just wonder if there was like some real fear going on there. Because I mean, a lot of it is scary. You let your mind get away, you know, go away with you there, and you're surrounded by these things. You know, what yeah. if somebody did lose their shit? Yeah. <laughs> well, there was a that scene that we did where there was like a, a the exploded head of a horse. Oh. And I immediately thought of Khartoum. Khartoum is the horse that in The Godfather. Oh, yes. The first one. Yes. You know, where they. The, ho- the horse's head is in the bed, and he's like, Cartoon, Cartoon. Um, <laughs> and uh, I immediately thought of Cartoon, the dead, the dead head horse. Well, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that was very realistic on the show. Very st- realistic. Still not as traumatic inducing as uh, Artax from The Neverending Story. But yeah. Is that giving you chills? <laughs> I think you just tapped into something yeah. I, I wasn't aware of. Here. I remember when I was a kid watching that and just being like, there's I think they write articles. It's just the guttural that. feeling of, no, don't. <laughs> Why did you do that to me? That's real childhood trauma right there. How you were in a never-ending story fan, huh? Oh, uh, I I saw it, but I don't really remember. Like it was before uh, homework. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really remember it. Well, Brad, yeah, sure, homework. You, 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 you got to show that with Labyrinth back to back. Oh yeah. Oh, Labyrinth. Oh, yeah. Labyrinth I've seen recently. Like okay. I saw it like maybe like ten years ago. We're, we're talking David Bowie, right? Yeah, David Bowie. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. I'm surprised I haven't tattooed that one yet. Yeah, the famous cod piece. <laughs> 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 Next tattoo. Oh, it has to be. I've been designing a freaking Labyrinth tattoo for so long with the owl, and oh, I recite it oh, in my wow. head every day. Yeah, I can't. Oh, I can't. You should get the cod piece on your elbow. You oh, know, that's like, a, yeah. No, don't do that. Hey, what was the other? What was the other owl? What was Clock Owl from? 
Oh, that's Clash of the Titans. Mm-hmm. Clash of the Titans. That yep. was the other one I remember seeing when I was a kid. It's yeah. talk about this. I, much like you, I, I, I think it was like second grade when I started watching horror. And I remember my mother always talking about Psycho and all that. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't allowed to watch it. But I remember my older brother putting it on and me sitting next to him. I think it was like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just being Good so one. horrified <laughs> and not being able to leave because I would have felt like such a loser in front of my brother. <laughs> and I remember just watching and like I started to cry because I was like, I don't understand this. Yeah. But every time he'd turn to me, I'd be like, oh, this is awesome because I saw he was liking it. And it was like the sheer terror. And to this day, that's always what I love about horror i'm i'm awful to watch a horror movie with like i still freak out oh god i know i'm the worst i watch it with my friggin i like i was watching the nun and i don't think i actually visually watched it but i remember experiencing (laughs) it yeah (laughs) yeah well my sister tormented me as a kid like Uh, love her dearly that's my brother but you know she would do like uh do you remember the maze with the exorcist popping out it's that stupid youtube video that came out like myspace days Oh yep. man, that traumatized me as a kid. It or, gets you because like, you lean in too. Yeah, you're waiting for it. I still cry at jump scares. My boyfriend scares me all the time. He'll honk his horn and I'll cry. And he's like, "Why? Oh, Why did you do that?" I'm like, "I'm sorry. It's like a response. I don't know." Oh, okay. <laughs> I have so many awful horror movie stories when I was a kid of just like just dealing with it. And, and right, it is. I, my real quick, my favorite story. I was lucky enough. When I, I was studying at NYU, so this would have been 99, we, that was when the whole Blair Witch craze started. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. But everyone uh-huh. forgets now, it was a website, and it's right when websites were like yeah. becoming mm-hmm. a thing. So I was fully bought in that this was a documentary. Right. And we got, a, we, we got screening passes that were a week before the opening. Oh. And I just was so excited. We, we went as kids, you know, all of NYU, they were giving it out. And I'm in the second row of a packed theater. And this is not even an exaggeration at all. I looked back when there, when the tent shaking scene happened. Yeah. And there was not one person who wasn't sitting like this uh, in the oh entire wow. theater. I'd never experienced that before. Mm. And, and that was where I was like, by the way, I thought even when I left, I was like, oh, that's a real documentary. <laughs> it took right. like... You know, three weeks when they interviewed the actor, I was like, oh, well, I fell for that. But you forget <laughs> at that time, like everyone, no one had done. Yeah, that was the buzz. Like that. that was the buzz. It was, I remember conventions and even video store clerks, because that was a thing, would tell you yeah. that, you know, that I found out they're like, this thing is, is supposed to be real, but you take it and tell me what you think. You know, they, 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 right. they didn't want to ruin it for you. If you think it's real, that's the best. I oh, made Powell go see Escape from New York in the oh, theater oh, a couple nice. weeks ago. Yeah. Which I like. Yeah. That's a good one, man. Um, I, I She doesn't know that. Well, Jess, you didn't realize it. Her and her father were here last week. I mean, I had, do you remember Mario Bava's uh, Baron Blood? Do you remember Baron Blood? No. That's a 70s no. one, 72. Now she's laughing. It's only, it stands up, it's Mario Bava, but it stands up because cinematography tells the story. You can't go by the story, you know. Um, it is totally an atmospheric film. Does it hold up oh, for I scares? It. I don't know. I still love it for what it is. It's 1972. I don't know that Paola's going to make it through that one. But you can... I will. I will. I make it, I'll make it happen. You have to... Happen. Well, take, just remember this. Appreciate the camera angles because that's where the scary is. That's okay. where... That's the scare. But Baron Blood, it's on um, Shutter right now, Brad. That's... Dude, I don't know. You guys may never it. talk to me again after that. Or you might really, <laughs> you might really like it. There is nothing I, I don't watch. I mean, yeah. once... Uh, 
feel that. Uh, Jack Frost. Yeah. Jack Frost. <laughs> One of my favorites. I watch it every Christmas. So good, so bad. Jack, Jack Frost. Was, yeah. Is that the one that I can see your house from here? Was that Jack Frost? Oh, she's, she's dying right yeah. now. Yeah, you got her. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love that. I, I, love I try that. to watch yeah. bad movies because they're so bad that they're good, you know? Well, like, we, that's amazing. The, the we appreciate it. You go from yes. that to like a Serbian film and everything in between is, oh, is yeah, for sure. a difficult one. Yep. You know what's funny, too? He was talking about his brother making fun of him. His brother, Andrew, was on the show. Uh, he oh, had, right. we, we pitched his TV, um, his pilot that he wrote. And his it was, idea is awesome. Yeah, it, it's so good. It was so good. It was like, uh, but they had five to eight episodes done or something. I watched like five yep. of them. Really enjoyed it. What oh, was yeah. the What was the name of it? This is where he's gonna kill us. Uh, uh, is whose mind? Now well, he is I'm gonna kill us. It. Jeff's Jeff's place. Jeff's Jeff. place. Yeah, yeah. It was it's it's very brilliant. Good. And to be clear, this wasn't Andrew doing this. This is our older brother Brian. Oh. Andrew is extremely nice. Not that he wouldn't oh, terrorize me, okay. but his would more be mental. My older <laughs> brother would be. You name it. Everything was on the table. <laughs> oh no! I, but Andrew, Andrew, Andrew did. Do the TV thing, yeah. Or yeah, was it Andrew Brian? did Jeff's. Oh, did, okay. did, I'm talking about the horror scare. The one that was going to beat you up, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. Oh, so listen, yeah, we. Is great. I I so appreciate you guys coming on, and apparently we need to have you back with your next ventures, and there's going to be more. I can oh, feel yeah. it coming. Absolutely. What do you got lined up? Do you have anything, Paolo, right now lined up that we want to talk about? Um, I'm working on a TV pitch right now as a writer, um, creator type of thing. Um, I'm working on two of those actually, uh, two different ones, and I'm working on some music and auditioning. Nice. And turning one of my and I'm turning one of my plays into a film. Are, so, wait, are you one of those? Can you actually sing and dance in front of people on stage and perform? And I, I mean, I can dance, but I don't. I don't do choreography. I okay, but you're not afraid I, to I sing. Dance, you're not afraid to sing in front of people. I, I'm. I'm getting hip to the idea. I'm still hmm. working on the nerves in terms of that, but uh, but I am working on some music, so I gotta get hip to it at some point. You know, I gotta I gotta get let go of that nervousness. Well, you well, got the fire. Yeah, for one an avenue, I got you. Yeah, see, Jess <laughs> got you. you. Yeah, it, it, that you, play that you, she's turning into that. a movie, Jess, you would absolutely love. It's it's such an awesome. It's. I love this thing. Oh, I think it's I incredible. And it, it, you can't call it horror, but like, I don't know. If you think Vengeance stuff is, to me, mm -hmm. the world of that play, uh, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be an amazing film. It's such an awesome Thank idea. Thank you. And well, so, wow. and I appreciate funny. So, yeah, but, but funny in that grounded way. I don't even know how to explain mm -hmm. it. It's not like a comedy, but... And Brad, Brad's got that five-minute rule where you can just leave if you don't like it. But now, what about you? Yeah, exactly. Like, you have five-second rule in that case, Jess, right? Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I can get yeah. the hell out of here whenever I want to. But, yeah, so, take the Would you suggest right. – would that work on you, Paola? Like, just knowing that you could leave at any point? Um, From anything yeah. in life? Like, could you – yeah, like, <laughs> like, like, would you jump in head first? Just, well, you know what? I could leave if I want to. But then you just play Wait, it out. Do you mean in general in life? Like that's how, that's just that's how Jess gets ready for a gig. Yeah, like if you were to you know decide, oh, oh I'm gonna try to oh, shake yeah. these nerves and actually get up there and sing. I haven't tried that yet, but I haven't tried the like oh I could just leave right now <laughs> thing yet. But I'm gonna try it next time actually because that sounds pretty smart and that probably would help. 
I kind of mm-hmm. like that. In terms of the singing, yeah. Yeah, because it gives singing you a nerves. sense of relief. You're like, oh, right. if I go, I'm good. I don't have to worry yeah. about that. And then your body's like, oh, yeah, you're right. No, we're leaving. Just kidding. And then you jump <laughs> up and you're, and you're too focused to even feel the anxiety of it. You're like, oh, okay. I'm going to try that. I I'm going to try that. that. I just write. I'm going to try that because, you know, diving, taking that dive and letting people read your stuff, that's the only thing scary I got. But it's kind of terrifying to mm-hmm. some people. Oh, yeah. Um, it is. It is terrifying. I hear you. I'm not terrified anymore. I'm yeah, not, I I'm definitely not... want to read your script when you're done. I hey, love well, to. I appreciate you. I'm, I'm going to send you a copy of something for sure. But uh, honestly, yeah. But yeah, so pa- the two of you actually, you both write. Or wait, you don't write, Brad. But you produce. I, I, I don't. Pal keeps telling me to. Sounds like you should. Is. is that the fear? He will. He will. Maybe that's the point I'm making, like Paolo. Like, you, you, do you think he's afraid to take the dive? That mean you know how to take the dive, but still have that anticipation. You know. Right. Are you I gonna... think he'd be a, a fantastic writer, actually. Then push him. <laughs> Keep pushing him. I mean, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm trying. I'm trying. Boat. I'm directing something, so doing <laughs> yeah. that, that's taking up that's a lot huge. of time. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah. I, that's well, yeah, that, my that, next that, question was, Brad, what, what do you got going on? What's next? That, that play that I did with Selma Blair called Bruce and Playground Injuries. That's it. Is, uh, okay. One of the best plays I'd ever been a part of and was lucky enough to originate. Some 10 years later now, Rajiv wrote a screenplay for it and gave me the rights. And, and I said, you know, hey, man, uh, I, I don't think anyone could direct this better than me. And he was like, well, I'm surprised you asked. It's yours. Let's do it. And so that was a little bit over a year ago, and we've got producers in and a casting director who's phenomenal now who did Coda, uh, the, oh, the movie that won the Oscar last yeah, year. Yeah. We built a whole company of DP and everything, and we're just starting to go out to the people we're hoping are going to be able to do it. It's a cool, it jumps from when these characters are eight years old to when they're 38, and it jumps in, it jumps in, goes forward 15 and back 10 years. So it jumps in five year increments ultimately. Wow. And uh, we're, we're, because it's a film, we just decided, you know, to make it a universal story. So we're gonna cast every two pairings of those same Doug and Kayleen characters as different actors throughout. So, yeah, and it's it's a, if you like it, like I, I like saying it's like Harold and Maude, which is one of my favorite movies. So it's a real dark, beautiful love story that yeah. is is well, really right. funny and dramatic like blue valentine meets harold and Maude is what i'd like to say nice without the age okay. difference of harold and Maude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah a little bit of an yeah. age difference well, exactly. we appreciate you uh love you guys for coming on thank you so much we will invite you back thank um you. we're gonna tell you you know get your uh, all your information where you want people to find you um for us right now it's uh, we got we're on spotify we are an iheart radio station uh, kettle whistle radio instagram uh, we have Celebration of Spirits. You should take the wheel with that, Jess, right now real quick. Yeah, celebrationofspiritsofficial.com. It's where you're going to find all of our new vendor shows, some music. Still trying to figure out how to post the music videos. <laughs> that one's That's a toughie. i got to figure out coding anyways. Yeah, you can go there, check out all my dad's new artwork, some of our new jewelry, stuff like that. I've been doing her, a lot of horror stuff lately. Her dad's phenomenal. Um, I, we have some of his artwork sitting in here. You want to just... Show them that the, the Bride of Frankenstein over there. This is what I her dad, try. and he's our he's our artist for Doctor Peeler. That can you see oh, that? Wow. Yeah, Frankenstein. Yeah. The pro- oh, that's awesome. That's him. That's yeah, that's said, her dad. You said Nicotero. Um, I believe he actually has 
one of my dad's pieces. Oh. Um, I think. So it's Bill, Bill Mosley, oh, too. Wow. <laughs> oh, I'd li- oh, He's got one of the comic books. Um, yeah, Bill Mosley's done this show twice, and she's dying to get him back on, so I got to try to do that Bill for her. Mosley, man. She was too I young at the time, but now I'm going to make it happen. He's, he's lovely. He has two albums of songs I'm allowed to play all the time, which is great. And by the way, folks, again, Paul Booth in the background. That's what you're hearing. Believe me. Um, <laughs> how do you find Paul Booth? Just paulbooth.com, Brad? Or... I, that's a good question. I know him on. I, I know he's on Instagram. Instagram. Mm-hmm. I guarantee okay. you, he is. Uh, um, shoot, yeah, he has a blue liking? check mark, I believe, on Instagram. So it should be okay. easy to find. Oh, then he's a, yeah, okay. Yeah, he, he's the dude. I think so. Last rights tattoo. That's what yeah. he is. Last rights tattoo. Okay, very cool. Yeah, we're, we're going to follow through with that. Us, yeah. And you guys, do you want people to find you? And where do they do it? Um, I have Instagram. Uh, it's. Paola, P-A-O-L-A, underscore, underscore, L-A-Z-A-R-O. Uh, that's on Instagram. But you can just write Paola Lazaro, um, and it should come up. And same on Twitter. I'm sorry, X, whatever. X, whatever. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And TikTok, which I don't really know how to use, but I have it. <laughs> that's so funny. Try to, try to figure it out at some point. But, yeah, you can find me through there. I'm around. Jess, Jess had a lot of followers on there and just quit it. <laughs> So I don't know what happened. I made it to a thousand and I said, all right, I'll be posting more. And then I just died on the Yeah, I said bye bye. I went right back to Facebook. That's where my music's at. That's how I know. She just left them all crying. I yeah. I had my reasons. What are you gonna do? And Brad, where do we find you, man? Yeah. I'm just ghostlight-media.com is the the website I sent to you guys. I'm so bad on social media. It's potential. But you I do just, have uh, you, know. you do have Instagram and you you should uh, yeah. it's, say. it's pictures of my dog I think it's Bradley Brad Fleischer thirty three or something like that if you want to see Hudson yeah Hudson that's, that's the major the majority of it is pictures of Hudson that's great our dogs make what it on want to see better. pictures of Hudson Hudson's awesome he is awesome Hudson is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, Jess, you'd like you'd like yeah. it. But hey, thank you so much. You know, what? I want to show one before they go. Show Brad that creep show thing right behind you. This was something I found at the last convention I went to. Do you see what that is? Can you see the crate? I can barely see. Oh yeah, it's crate. The crate. Yeah, way. it actually has is the creature the and the crate. Yeah, the crate opens up and then yeah, he comes out. The yeah, Tasmanian devil. Yeah, it's awesome. Actually, I think there is a picture of what's her um oh what's her name on the, the other side Adrian of the two. Barbeau. Adrian Barbeau is in the back of the box yeah. and everything. Yeah, they had a whole set of those creep show like toys that this one guy had. Wow. Never seen them before. They're custom Adrian jobs. Adrian Barbeau was Escape from New York. Yep, yeah. yep, was another the, one. The main woman yep. of that. Yeah, she's oh. she's from Creep Show the uh, that episode. And Escape from L.A. Great soundtrack. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> 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 all right kids thanks for listening to kettle whistle right, radio guys. and find us like i said iHeartRadio, spotify and if you want to read some horror go to burningbulbpublishing.com we welcome you there all right and thanks for listening and uh we'll talk to you guys very soon as soon as you have some news for me i hope you come back awesome all right okay thanks, awesome I, w- I look forward to that i'm excited about that please do we'll be, we'll be coming back <laughs> all right you I, guys I, are the best and jess i want to read your screenplay too whenever it's done please yes i would yes. love to i am very interested <laughs> you just yeah. overwhelmed her she's like oh. yeah that thing okay so i've been working on this for like two years now it it's actually it it. partially part of my divorce so like <laughs> I, I've been writing there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, so much with it, but oh, like man. I've been writing music since I was probably like 13 ish. Right. Wow. And I went through a lot of like depression, things like that. And when I was recovering from my eating disorder, I started writing these 
these just deep, deep songs and almost seeing myself in a different character. Vignettes. Yeah, so I started working with that, and then about two years ago, I realized, oh, God, these all work together. Like, every song that I've written and performed has some weird, like, thing. So I have, like, three different characters that I can do so many things with. I've been working on this concept album, and then I'm with that. I, (laughs) I only got, like, a chapter in, you know, but... Um, with that, I'm also trying to do some type of animation oh with a buddy of mine. Yeah, so it's I oh, can wow. go so many avenues. It's a short story. It's a That's concept album. That's freaking awesome. I, there's so much I want to do with it, but it's, I've been asking you know, around trying to get help because I'm like, ah, somebody help take the reins. My ADHD brain can't handle this. See, like, see. <laughs> Paula, she's got the same I problem you do. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Unfinished project. Focus. You just gotta focus on one mm-hmm. thing and finish it. That's that's the key. Yeah, that's then, the hardest. Right. Easier said than done. I know. Yeah. Trust me. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Thanks. You want to say good night? Yeah. I, yeah. We haven't figured know. that one out yet. Yeah, <laughs> like a good song. We don't know how to end the show. <laughs> Two hundred and eighty episodes later. All right. <laughs> thanks for listening. We'll talk again you know. soon. <laughs> bye bye. Thank you guys so okay. much. Thank You're welcome. Thank, thank you. you. I really them someday. Yeah, oh, that would be awesome. Hang out in to. person. We'd love to. Is, right? By the way, yeah. it is Steel City Con. You're doing Steel City Con. Yeah, I it, wish. yeah. So we can see you there. Wait, you guys are doing Steel well, City? Well, she definitely is. Yeah. April, I literally I just typed in Steel City Con. <laughs> I am. Your face popped up. Oh. oh. So that's Pittsburgh. Oh, right. Yeah, oh. that's... that one's in April. That's in April. Oh wow. Might be doing the motor one in March. You'll do good there. They sell out like crazy quickly. I've been trying to get a vendor table for Steel City. You know who else is going? John Carpenter. John Carpenter. Yeah. Uh It sells out quick. It sells out quick. That's so awesome. Um, Well, we'll see you. Well, hopefully I get to see you guys in person and we get to like do this same thing, but in person and hang out. Come there, guys. Let's go out afterwards if you can. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, we we live down the road, man. You'd you'd have a place to stay. (laughs) We got plenty of room. Awesome. Yeah, we're right down the road from, we'll show you the sites of Pittsburgh. Yeah, um, we, yes. As a matter of fact, Jess lived, kind of grew up right by the, the cemetery, the original cemetery for Night I of the Living Dead. I live directly Day. behind oh, it. Wow. My she dad still lives there, actually. Directly behind it, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. It's, it's different. That's awesome. <laughs> it's scary at two o'clock in the morning when you're walking to your boyfriend's house in the fog, but you know, it's great. It's cool. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is how it's I terrifying. Yeah. yeah. That's actually where the conventions. Your name's not Barbara, right? And that's where we met. That's that's where we met. Yeah. And the rest is history. Um, But go ahead. I'm sorry, I have to run because I gotta use the. That's cool. No, no, no. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. You got it. Yeah, it was so nice. All right. Yeah, definitely. We'll see you when you're you're in town. Don't worry. All right. Bye bye. (laughs) Bye guys.
Society 13, Redefining Podcasting. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for season two of the Wanna Bet podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Acid. Electric Acid. 